How's everybody doing? I hope you're having a wonderful day, night, evening, wherever you're at. Uh, welcome to a brand new Ike Live 2.0. I hope everybody is enjoying the new podcast format. I'm having a lot, a lot of fun with it. Uh, we're going to keep the hits coming. We've got a great guest for you tonight. Uh, we've been definitely trying to mix it up for you a little bit and not just have pro anglers on, but have other people from the industry. And I've got a great one for you tonight. A good friend of mine, Kyle Peterson, is joining us, uh, one of the designers over at Pure Fishing. It's going to be fun uh, picking his brain a little bit. And I want to let you guys in on the process of what it takes to design amazing baits. Uh, and Kyle's been on a roll here uh, the last few years with some great baits. Uh, before we get into it, I want to thank our sponsors of this podcast, Mystery Tackle Box. It is like Christmas to your doorstep once a month. Uh, it's an amazing product, and it's a product that puts lures, baits, techniques right to your hands once a month. Head on over to mysterytacklebox.com. If you use the promo code IKELIVE, you're going to get 30% off your first Elite Box, 50% off your first Pro Box, uh, and this is a must-have item. So go over and check them out, Mystery Tackle Box. Also brought to you by the Ike Foundation. Uh, we're trying to get more kids fishing. If you want to help grow the sport, head on over to the ikefoundation.org. Get some information on how you could help get kids fishing. Uh, I'm ready to do this, man. Uh, I know right now you don't have no idea what's going on, but this is like late at night. Both of us have been working hard today and weeks leading up to this podcast. So we're both tired, but I appreciate him coming on. Joining us now, the one and only Kyle Peterson. Kyle! Hey, Mike. How you doing tonight? I'm, I'm doing good. Dude, thanks for coming on. Now, you said you're beat down. You're beat down like me. They're working yeah. you hard. A lot of stuff going on. What, what's Exciting happening? Stuff. Exciting it's, stuff. Okay. It's just that time of the year where, you know, last year's projects are wrap, or, you know, wrapping up and we're starting everything for next year. So it, it's just a busy time of the year. A lot going on. A lot going on. I, I, I could definitely... Uh, Definitely relate to that. Okay, first things first. What is, and I don't even know this, so this is good information. What is your official title at Pure Fishing? Yeah, so my official title is uh, Soft Bait Project Engineer. Ooh, Soft yeah, Bait Project. Title. That's yeah. a cool. That's a yep. cool title. Uh, yeah. And let me translate that for everybody listening. Another way to say it would be badass soft bait designer. <laughs> Trying would, the best would, I can. That's basically would be another <laughs> another great way. Now, this is uh, it's it's pretty great because you know that for a lot of our listeners right now, they they're fishermen, they're anglers, they hunt, they love the outdoors, and just before we even get into what that means, they're already jealous. They already got a Woody because it's a it it, it it's a dream job. Like. For a lot of us that have been tinkering with stuff since we were kids, that sounds like a dream job. It, it truly is. Yeah. I, uh, it's so funny. I'm three and a half years deep now here in my with my role at Pure Fishing. And on Sunday night, uh, Dan and I, my boss, always laugh because we're, we're excited to come to work Monday morning. Like we can't wait to get back in and dig back in and catch up where we left off on Friday. So um, it 
truly does fly by. It's a very fast paced job, but it's an amazing one. And I still can't believe I'm living it today. So I'm very fortunate. Dude, it, it's so cool. It's so cool. So that really, I, I think that's a good segue to my first question, which is for our listeners, for our viewers, you know, and, and they're honestly probably a lot that are aspiring to, to work in this industry, right? You yeah. know, whether it's becoming a bait designer or a rod designer or an engineer, there's so many things you could do in the fishing industry. How, how'd you fall into this or, or how did this come about for you? Um, it is, it is a very, very long story and kind of a weird one, but it all boils <laughs> down to uh, passion in a way. Like okay. I was doing this before my role in pure fishing. Um, but basically, I'll just keep it short and simple. Yeah. I skipped work one day. I worked in construction. I skipped work one day, took off on a wild chase after a muskie in this unknown water, ended up meeting my current wife, um, married, family, helped invest in me, started a little tackle thing on the side um, to here I am today. So if I boil it all back, it, it really goes like everything had to line up perfectly, but um, I, I skipped work to go on a fishing trip and here I am today. And oh my God. So, short story. What a cool story. So you owe a lot to that muskie, not, not just, not yeah. just your job, but your, even your wife. Yeah. That's, it's crazy to think about like, you know, some people say, or, you know, I don't really want to get too religious or anything, but there's definitely seems like a higher power that's, you know, lined everything up for this. It's, um, up. I believe it can't in that. happen any other way. It, it's oh, dude, I think, you know, I, oh, I believe in that. I believe yeah. in that. Trust me. Listen, this is we're going on. This is 10 years of doing this podcast. Wow. And I've heard so many stories. Exactly what you just said, whether it's from a pro angler or somebody else in the industry. Or we've had athletes and we've had a lot of people on the show and they've all had something like that where it it happened almost on its own. Like, you know, it was like, yeah. You know, it, just it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So, uh, yeah, I still can't believe it. It's it's uh, it's quite a unique story, and um, some bad things happened in there. But yeah, I still feel blessed, which is just crazy to think about. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, did did the muskie get caught? Did the muskie have a name? Yeah, we lost one. I lost one that day, but we did find them in the Smallow River. So uh, okay. it worked out. But um, I caught a bigger fish. I got my wife, so that works. That's, that's, that's a way bigger fish and a better fish. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, so it's interesting because I think from afar, people might assume that, you know, this job, you have to have like a lot of official training, you know, you have to be, yeah. you know, a college graduate with this, 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 and this degree and this certification. Is that the case or is that not the case? Well, my boss, Dan he has a master's degree in fish biology. So he's very, you know, titled accomplished, uh, coworker of mine. And I'm, I'm a construction worker, but the, the one thing we both share in common is the passion for fishing. Yeah. Uh, I got, you know, I, I used to joke all the time because I'd work 40 hours during the week and Friday I would get off and head to the water and I'd fish 32 hours to the weekend. We'd go sun up to sundown every single day and I'd be back at it again. So it was almost yeah. like a time job just fishing. So if you think about it, if you rip everything apart and you look at what it truly is, Dan and I both have extreme amount of passion. And if it 
wasn't for our jobs at Pure Fishing, we would still be doing some sort of, you know, Dan built lures before, I built lures before. It, we were doing it before, but now we just have the, the you know, the official job. Yeah, I, I, I think that's okay, man. Um, I, if, you, if you're listening to this, the one thing that's loud and clear to me, and I've talked to other people in the industry, from photographers to, you know, brand managers and all that, and I've been around a long time in the fishing industry, and I think if you don't have that passion it never it maybe never works to the fullest extent that it could you know um i've definitely worked with a lot of people uh maybe not in your exact position but in roles like you have and they weren't passionate fishermen and it doesn't seem like it lasts very long and i think right. having that is it's important right you because you you're a fish head before yep. this job and you're still a fish head with this job and that makes it better yeah and you know there's all there's uh all sorts of you know other skills that i have that help me with my role i was you know back in high school i was thinking about going for graphic design so i've always been kind of a sketcher um you know yeah. cad computer animated design learning how to do that there's other things that help build me up and pure fishing has done a really good job in supporting me and building me as a person for an asset of their company so you know i'm building my skills while i'm working there and it's uh it's, it's really nice mike it truly is it's awesome and and i could tell look, look uh i i talk to you a lot we talk especially yeah. when we're when we're in that uh, bait phase where we're fun looking phase. at yeah fun phase when we're looking at new stuff and we're working through problems and i talk to you a lot and you can tell you know i i, I talk to a lot of people in the industry they all don't they have that drive that you have yeah. because it is at the end of the day, it is a little, it, it, it's problem solving, right? There's got, yep. there, there's, there's an element of solving a puzzle just like in fishing, right? In fishing, it's the pattern of the day, you know, yep. what they're doing, changing with them, figuring it out. But in bait design, I, I think it's a lot of the same elements, right? Yeah. And it's uh it's experience you know three years ago i started i'm three times the bait builder i was or even more than the day i started so you right. know each project teaches you something new that you take to the next project and you, it just kept snowballing and i'm really really lucky mike i have dan who you know boss my boss i call him a leader because he's got 13 years of experience doing yeah. this and he knows so much just right off the top of his head on how to help me and he does a really really good job at that wow that's awesome. Uh, I want to break into a little bit of um, the process because I sure. think that I, I I want people to know. And I, I've been lucky because I've got to work with you guys for a lot of years and I've got to see it. Yep. But um, I want to talk about the process. And 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 I this in no order at all. I, I pulled out some of the baits that you've worked on and that I, I've fallen in love with. And yep. I've got one right here, which is. The power stinger uh if you're watching or listening to this right now and you haven't fished this you're probably living under a rock somewhere but if you haven't please try this on the back of your chatterbait i love it i love it love it love it i actually love and kyle you know this but i'm a big fan of the smaller one the 3.5 yep. that that's just i don't know i like the way it performs on a vibrating jig better but um uh let's use this as an example because i think this is a a bait that is very unique in design and very unique in what it does on the back of a, a bladed jig 
so how did like how did something like this come about like like take me through a general process of where it starts and how it ends okay so the first the first thing to think about is i'm an r&d so you know we design and develop all the lures and then there's the brand side of things we work daily together so right brand is looking at the the market what lures we need to have how do we fill a void how do we you know help our consumers pain points such like that so yeah you know, we came out with the slobber knocker well right you no know, bladed jig you need to have a bladed jig trailer berkeley launched so, your own bladed jig right yeah yep. so we wanted to have a trailer that goes um on the back of that simple right. as that so that's yeah. what i get that's my project as kyle we need to do a bladed jig trailer okay so i um search the mark the search the internet look for all tips tricks what people are doing yeah um, the next thing i like to do is i call all the pros on our team and i ask them what's important you know yeah what makes this you know trailer so good what don't you like and yep. it, it was you know i start to list these all out in line so i start breaking all this down and there's things that just pop out consistently for everyone one of them was they hate trimming baits to put on there. They just want a bait that they rigs right on there. So right. in my head, let's make the body the exact size for our hook that fits right, right on there. Right. The other thing is they just wanted a round tube. They didn't want, you know, a big drop belly. They didn't want anything like that. So, you know, I just sketched up a little, you know, fish uh, profile. And the last thing they said, um, there's high action trailers like our deal or they wanted one that was more of a fluke style for cold water and they didn't want any like lift in the tail they just wanted straight wag this way and that was kind of the challenging part so you know i sat down and i started cutting out chunks and it's kind of funny because it's the construction background i i honeycomb came from lattice work under decks wow so you know we we did some uh scales there so if you could Take that bait and dangle it one way so they can see the wag. Like, yeah, see the wag. Now, if you go the other way, sorry, get my hand over here. If you go the other way, um, it doesn't lift up, and that's the center rib down the middle of it. So when you're uh, on the yeah. trailer, the blade transfers the energy back there. Right. And, and that's what we have. I, um, Other than that, it was, uh, you know, a couple prototypes, making sure the, the ribs and the the texture on the honeycomb tail were right and that's what we got dude that's it's amazing uh and, and the process of when you think about it you know going from it was all conceptual right it was yep. literally the team saying okay we need a, a, a bladed jig trailer that's better than anything that's out there so it's conceptual and then yep. it goes to a drawing it goes to uh some prototypes a cad a temporary mold right this yeah. process this build-up process what what are we talking about timeline now i know some projects are more difficult we'll talk yep. about one a little later yeah. <laughs> that was really difficult but what's the typical timeline for when you know you have a concept and you're just in your head until you have something that works like that um a minimum a year a year a minimum is a year that's the fastest that we can do anything uh likely yep. a lot longer especially on our hard base side but on soft bait um you know we start to get our projects like you know january let's say in there yeah you know, when i'm starting to do my research gather information 
and then you know berkeley labs is you've seen it it's straight up amazing i have oh every yeah tool that i could ever need to get any job done so you know yeah. 3d printers to cutting molds to making samples doing lead hooks everything i ever need is there for me and it's it's truly amazing so i can i can cut a mold shoot a sample swim it make revisions in my cad and sketches cut another mold and swim it within a week so i'm you know wow we don't just make a make a bait and oh it, it fits on the back it's good yeah no, i'm thinking well this one didn't work i'll take a note like oh uh, the this then the thinner rib down and down the center and now i get more wag out of it or something like that and then I yeah try that. and i like to go to the point where it starts to go worse and then i tone it back to like this is the perfect one right that's that's amazing and i've been there and if you're watching or listening to this please when you're done watching this podcast just Google uh, the Pure Fishing Facility in Spirit Lake. I know there's stuff on it uh, that they've done tours and stuff for. Dude, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And if you're a fish head, it is sort of like kind of what I imagine heaven being like, you know? It is. <laughs> with, with all the, the tanks and the, and, and the engineering ability of the folks there. It's just crazy. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. You know, we're I'm showing... I'm getting to show these guys some of your successful work. Uh, another a great one. Yeah. Uh, very, very unique. Uh, my son, Vegas, is a big fan of this thing. Great. Uh, I shape, like to hear that. Yeah, Shape 108. Uh, but how many of these projects fail? And, and, I, and I'm curious because we're looking at ones that succeed that yeah. are a year or two years in the making. Honestly, Kyle, how many of these fail? More than I'd like to admit. Um, you know, okay. We got some different ideas that we try to execute. And, um, you know, we like to come out with stuff that's perfect. So it's, I wouldn't say it's a lot, but, you know, I've had a few that haven't quite made it to the finish line and they get they get pushed to the next year, like the one that we're going to talk about later that just yeah. wasn't quite right yet. And that's, that's fine. Yeah. You know, that, that gets a better product out the door in the end and, um, but I, I try my best to, uh, get everything done to top quality and in, in my time frame that I can. So yeah. I would say, you know, I probably had three in three years or yeah. something that's pushed along that lines where it just hasn't worked out and we've had to bump it or cut it off the list or something like that. Yeah. And that's, that's a, that's a good reality check. I think, uh, you, you know, we, we definitely have listeners right now and, and people are going to watch this podcast that are doing this at some scale themselves, right? And that's that's amazing because, you know, I, I, I love the guys that tweak stuff in their garage and they're pouring stuff themselves. Like, that is cool. That's an art within itself. Yeah. And I think that gives those guys hope, you know, when they're working on stuff that that doesn't work. You know, no, hearing, are, are you hearing it from you, you hearing it from you is a great testament, you know? Are you? Yeah, are you saying on each project, how many times do we fail before we get around? Yeah, yeah. Oh. A lot. We fail a lot. Yeah. 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 It's not, it's not right. First try by any means. Yeah. Uh, it may work first try, but we're trying to perfect it. So, right. So there are several revisions between the concept, the sketch that we put on the piece of paper. I call it the blueprint where we start, you know, I, I sketch out my fish and then I'll say like round here, you know, thick here, whatever we want to do. But it, it's a uh, several revisions. Um, my, Keith, our the director of R and D, he always jokes at me that we need to hire another machinist to keep up with how many times we tweak stuff and change it. And that's where the the shape one hundred eight play came from. 
Yeah. So that 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 bait right there did not look anything like that. Not even close. It was more of a flat style bait. Um, and then we sent them out and got pro feedback and it literally morphed into what you're seeing today. I would say 20 different just takes of trying stuff to get it where it is before we got everyone saying like, this is a badass trailer. We need to have this. And that that's where that one came from. So the, it's kind of funny, the boss, when we're doing naming, like, what should we name this thing? And there's already so many craw names out there. We want to get lost. My boss goes, why don't we call it shape 108? Cause it took Kyle 108 tries to get it right. <laughs> so that's that's literally that name is a I never knew that. I yeah, I yeah. love that because I didn't know that till yeah. now. It's kind of a um it's, it's kind of a jab at me like on how like picky I was to get that right. So if you guys haven't yeah. tried it, it's a very unique action. Like very unique action. I and, haven't and seen anything like it. It's like I don't know. It's crazy, I, but the fish like it. I love it. And the way that I could describe it, if if you're if you're watching this and and you can see this, or if you're just listening. The way that I can describe it, it's not a normal crawl. It's a big action. It's a, almost a a big exaggerated action, and I yeah. I, I like it for certain situations. I tell you, I tell you this: when when that bluegill bite is on, when they're on bluegills, that's a really good one, man. Just big profile, big action. I I, I love it. That's that's a cool shape. Now I want to. I, I just want to corner it on this one too because we're gonna go in the opposite direction now from. This amazing big crawl. Oh God! This little one, which is a sleeper, and guys aren't talking about this. I even hate to talk about this on this podcast because I feel like I'm going to wake people up to this. But you know, yeah, this one, little super trooper. Dude, this is one of my personal favorites, especially because we have it maxent. But talk about that one, little tiny crawl. Yeah. That so thing. that original one was the little trooper, and we wanted to come especially with the smallmouth and the max scent, we wanted to do a little ultra finesse Ned craw that yeah. smaller than any other bait. Um, so we did the little trooper and then the size extension or what we wanted to do next year was the super trooper and develop these kicking arms and max sense uh, super unique, you know, it's a dense material. So when that bait thumps in the water, like you can feel it in your rod and it's, unlike any other plastic out there, you know, besides the scent release, yeah, it thumps differently than normal plastic. So, you know, I'm a huge fan of that. When I can feel it and I lift that up on the rod, like I can feel that kicking. And I, that bait has done really, really good for me. I, I love it. That I'm a big, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Not just on a Ned head, but on a micro jig or a compact football head. Oh my gosh, dude, this thing is, this thing's a terror. For smallmouth, especially yeah. they they freaking don't want to leave it alone. All right, I can't wait anymore. Uh, I I want to get into this project because it's I, I, I've got to work with you on a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, but this one, and and I hate to use this word because people sometimes get mad at me because I've said it before and it maybe is an overused term, but I'm serious now. Listen, if you're listening to this podcast right now, I am dead serious that this one is actually a game changer. Maybe some of the other ones I said game changer, it was somewhat of a game changer, but this one actually is. Um, this is a, a really special swim bait that you worked on, and I was lucky enough to work on it with you. And, dude, before I even show it, 
how this one was a lot of I dude, I rem, I remember getting calls from you. I remember getting FaceTimes from you. And dude, this one was wearing you out. It talk, still is. It still is. Yeah. Before I show it, just talk a little bit about this Nessie. Talk about how this wasn't easy. This was a harder project for you. The the hard part was making it have the action that I really I really wanted a kid. You know, glide baits are so expensive. You know, super hundred, two hundred, three hundred, a thousand dollars. It's so intimidating to get into the glide bait market. Not only do you have to buy the bait, but then you have to buy the rod and set up to handle the bait. And kids nowadays just can't do that. So right. I really wanted to develop something that worked across the board. I wanted it to come out of the package and work for a kid that's going to be able to buy this on the shelf, yeah. go out and fish it, catch fish. And I wanted the glide bait snobs to have a reason to throw this. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It, it was mass appeal, mass appeal. Yeah. The, the project itself was extremely hard. Hardest thing I've ever worked on by far. Hard. But it's also the most rewarding because the action on it covers that. It goes from a kid just straight reeling it to the glide bait snob that's chopping or walking the reel or whatever yep. you want to do. It works through all of that. And yeah. there's advanced ways to mess with it that people are going to figure out. Um, I just figured out one the other day and I'm amazed by it. I sent you all the pictures of what we caught with it. So it's crazy. Um, that it was the hardest part was getting the action dialed in it. Several yeah. factors to get there. Um, I'm glad we took the time to do it. This is one that got pushed but I'm glad it did. Yeah. So this was more like a two year project and it was, it was worth it. And I, I think you, you described it really, really well. And, um, you know, this is a bait that it's great for me because some of the baits that I work with, with Berkeley, you really have to tell a story. You have to explain, you have to show rigging. The thing I love about this one, Kyle, just show it swimming. And it explains itself. Yes, it, <laughs> it sure does. It, it kind of makes me irrelevant in the whole equation. But I hope it doesn't totally. But it really does uh, prove itself just by looking at it. But I am 100% certain this is probably the first live podcast that's ever talked about this bait. I'm, that makes me happy too. But yeah, let me show everybody. I know you may have already seen some glimpses of it. But there it goes. Uh, it's the brand new Berkeley power bait Nessie. And this is a bait that is accessible to people. You mentioned it in cost and in size. Talk about the sizes. Talk about the cost. What are, what are we talking about for a guy to buy this thing? Yeah. So I had to check with uh, the brand manager to make sure I got this right. But we're going to do three sizes, uh, a little baby five inch, which I got here to show you yep. guys. Little baby yep. five inch. So this will be perfect for pond fishing or anything else. Uh, we bumped up to a seven and my favorite color, that rainbow trout that you're holding. And Beautiful. Then, uh, the nine inch. And this one's in hickory shad. This one's got quite a few fish on it, but uh, five, seven and nine. Um, the price points are going to be six, nine and $13. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so you're, so you're telling me $13 for a legitimate big glide bait. Yeah, and it's going to do everything those fancy ones do and more. Oh my gosh. Dude, that that is incredible. I it makes me happy because as you were talking and you were talking about how 
unaccessible those glide baits are. It, it's so true. And, and listen, for everybody, like I remember two or three years ago when those big glides first started hitting, they would do these, um, they would do these like, um, you know, like pop-up flash sales, you know? And all of a sudden your Facebook would come up and, yeah. you know, so-and-so is going live. And I could never get one. They were like yep. $100, $200, but I, I could never buy one because every time I logged on, they were gone. I, I love that this is going to put these baits in the hands of everyone, uh, it, it make it very accessible. Um, I, I love that. But, dude, this thing more – let me think of the right way to say this. More than any other bait I've ever fished, it's a work of art. Dude, it, 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 re it, it really, is. really is, dude. Uh Let's start with the. I want to. I want to touch on a few things, but let's start with the paint finish. Okay, ten colors, two standard colors, which I think are ones you have to have. Uh, one we're calling raw or naked, which is just a pure white. A green pumpkin, which is uh, you. You have to have that. But we have eight of these that dude are beautiful. Yeah. How, how did that come about? So I'm, I'm very fortunate. I try to treat uh, everybody with extreme care and nice, you know, I don't make a decision until, you know, someone's rubbed me wrong and I accidentally, or I didn't accidentally, I walked into a taxidermied shop uh, here in, you know, my hometown and there was a gentleman working and, you know, just being nice and friendly, talking to him about white tail deer and whatnot. And the guy, uh, you know, is a taxidermist and he won worlds like for painting fish. Wow. He likes fishing. So we went out fishing and our relationship grew. And when we came to this glide break project, I was like, you know, what's going to bring this to the next level? And I reached out to him about helping develop us um, some colors on these baits. Yeah. And it was, he said, sure, you know, gladly help out. Um, it was about two full weekends of sitting down there and oh my God, did I learn so much from these painters and what they do. And I was taking notes and how step-by-step step on how to paint this stuff. So uh, shout out to Brett for helping out Berkeley, Berkeley Labs and developing these colors. Um, his work is amazing. Like you've seen them. They're, they're literally gorgeous of art. Like I cannot believe that paint job on these. So um, it truly came from just being nice to a random guy that I met. And wow. here, you know, his work is on some of uh, I'm saying the best glide bait ever developed on it, on, on it. So, I mean, he's extremely happy. It's amazing. It's amazing. They look so good. They look so real and they have that, that custom feel and look that, that $300 glide baits have. Uh, the other thing, I know this was a thorn in your side, but I hope everyone, when they eventually get their hands on one, I hope they can appreciate this right here. Because <laughs> no kidding. This to me, uh, honestly, like is the excla exclamation point. It's like the dagger that makes this bait the ultimate glide bait. Uh, talk about that paintbrush tail because putting a paintbrush tail in a resin bait or a hard plastic bait is relatively easy. Yep. Talk about putting it in a soft bait. You know, like we came across so many challenges with that, but I think it is a, like you're saying, an exclamation point or a stamp. Like it's all those high-end glide baits have the paintbrush tail on there. 
it's something that we both talked about and wanted to try, we wanted to try to do it. We didn't know if it was possible, you know, individual fibers sticking in plastisol, is that going to work? Right. To, uh, that was hard. Let's just say that. That was very hard to get right. Uh, it's all about materials, gluing processes. You know, we do a lot of um, accelerated age oven testing to make sure they stay in and you get in a little bit and they fail and you have to try again. And it, it was very, very hard, but without it, I don't think it'd be the same bait. I, I would agree. I would agree. I think that makes it unique. It makes it special. Um, it's it almost, a, too, you know, that tail flows in the water. Dude, it flows. It, it, it makes that tail pop. And I know for a lot of the hardcore swim bait guys that I'm friends with, they, they literally won't even consider yep. a glide bait unless it has that. So I'm so glad that worked out. Um, the joint is amazing. And we've got a mesh in there that'll make that joint flow and stay together. But two more things I just want you to talk about because uh, – Again, these are things that make this bait different, make this bait unique, and make this bait special. Um, Before you get off that joint, show them how thin yeah. that joint is on that. Yeah, so, so that, let's see if I can get real tight. the other way, 90 degrees. We don't have any plastisol in the joint. So it's literally the freest moving joint that you can fish. And what that allows is movement at the slowest speed. You're barely turning your reel. And that thing is just essing in the water like it's supposed to on that nine inches back and floor. And then you can burn it up and stop it and it turns 90 degrees. So that joint took me several tries. You know, I started with plastisol, but then it's like durability. So then we put mesh in there and getting the mesh centered, getting the, you know, mesh that's strong. Like that break point is over 20 pounds to rip that bait in half. So it's not going to rip in half. It gives you the action you want. And it was a huge pain for me, but we got it right. So I'm, 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 I'm really happy about that. Dude, that that that's special. And and I want to remind you guys watching this. This is power bait. This is soft plastic and in my time fishing this, the benefits of this one being soft. Dude, there's so many from being able to skip it to the fish actually eating yeah, it. Yeah, that's the big one right there. Compressing it, right? Like all those yeah, so glide bait fish I've missed in the past because they hit it and it's rigid, you know, the tail can only move so far. And this one just whoop, collapses in their mouth, right? Yep. It's amazing. It's amazing. It, it, it's in my opinion, so much better than, than a rigid, uh, a bait. Uh, but talk about this because this, I, I don't know. I, I guess Berkeley's done some projects like this before, but this is truly um, a hybrid bait, yep. all right? So we, we, we say that this is a soft bait. It's, it's power bait. But tell me about the fins. Because the fins, I, I know that you guys really worked on this. And when you guys got this right, it was like, ah, uh, it was the aha moment. But yeah, tell me so about the fins on the Nessie. The fins... Uh... You know, they act like a crankbait bill. They slice through the water. They're hard. They're polycarbonate fins. So they cut through the water and that's creating resistance in the bait, which is going to give you that essing action out of it. So, I mean, they, they act like a crankbait. The first one I did had uh, like a bill off the front of it and it worked, but that's kind of been done before quite a bit. 
Um, there's a few baits out there that have side fins on them, but nothing that I've seen that's a molded in polycarbonate fin. And that really helps with early activation in this, you know, the retrieve. Yeah, it, it's amazing. It stays true. Your bait stays completely true with it. That's the deal. That's the deal. The when ability you for it, the... you know, it doesn't, you know, some of those glide baits, when you're walking them, they, they kind of, you know, turn and go up. This thing yeah. straight diving through it. It stays true the whole time. And it, it's because of those hard fins. Yep. Stays very horizontal, stays very balanced, and yep. held, very fluid in the way it moves. Very natural. Uh, it's incredible. All right. Last thing I really want to highlight, and this is, uh, I know you're very, very proud of this because uh, we actually have this in uh, Cole Shad as well. Yep. But, but treble hooks and glide baits were always like oil and water. It was always an issue, whether it was hooking the fish, the trebles wrapping your line, losing fish like there were so many treble issues you guys hit it out the park as a home run with this hook system talk about that thing because that 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 is just unbelievable you know it's it's kind of funny how that came to be and i talked a little bit about how i you know the idea came but i didn't think it was that big of a deal i went out you know we we're fishing and i'm got i was kind of like throwing around and just what you're talking about treble hook hanging on top of the bank treble hook catching the line like my God, this is a pain. Yeah. Like how can I, how can we fix this and make it better for consumers? And it, the answer hit me. We got those horrible, brutal winters up here. And I have one of those snowplow shovels. And when I'm done with it, you literally stick the handle and click, clicks right on the wall, hold your shovel for you. And ding, light bulb goes off, you know? So then I'm able to go back to Berkeley Labs, which is the best facility ever for developing baits. And we turn around a prototype like that. And, you know, I'm playing with it and it, it took some work to get what you see today. But, you know, that's where the idea came from is outside. Berkeley Labs allowed me to put it into a bait. And then, you know, I'm able to solve consumer pain points in two products this year with that, with just that idea. So, yeah, you know, that clip will hold that hook tight against the billy when you skip it under docks. When the fish bite it, it pops out, allows the bait to get out so they don't have momentum anymore. They stay hooked better, and then you just clip it in and go again. Pop it right back. back at it. Dude, that thing is incredible. And uh, I can't wait uh, for people listening and watching. I can't wait for you to start to see the content uh, that I've been able to acquire over the last year fishing this thing. And uh, it, it's, it's really, really incredible, um, the action of the bait, the way the fish respond to it. You know, Proof's in the pudding on good baits, and 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 you know that. You, you know, it's like, yeah. man, you could have the coolest-looking bait in the world, and the fish will tell you if it works or not. And, dude, the fish respond to this. I, I can't even think of a bait that I've seen them respond to as well as this. Maybe like a soft stick bait, like a general or something that they just yeah. suck in. But, dude, this thing, why does it draw fish like that? Like it, it seems like they come from they come from nowhere and they just want to eat it. Yeah, and it's really funny. Dan and I we just went out uh, fished some samples and you know we fished for a couple hours and we had twelve fish in on a glide bait and the water conditions aren't even right for it. We were just testing it and this one has that. It's so natural looking, you know the the right. jointed glide baits. They're mechanical, you know. They're kind of like it's got one solid joint. It's like it's like you know, glitchy a little bit in the water. This thing, yeah. tail turns. It's so fluid. 
Even the sound, even the sound is mechanical. Yeah, on yeah, those yeah. This one is big not going to make any noise. Maybe that's right. a good point to think about. I never even thought about that. I, this thing yep. does not make any noise. It's not the joints aren't hitting anything like that. No, because you know, like you think about um, a, a gizzard shad or a hitch or a golden shiner or a big herring, and they're not. They don't sound like you know. They right. don't sound like crunchy and mechanical. You know, they're just. It's just that sound that's. They're just coming through the water. Yep. Dude, I think I think that does a great job of imitating that, man. 100%. Yeah, it's it's fun. The thing's amazing. All right, so I, this podcast, if you're listening to it, we are literally on the heels of iCast. And um, uh, th this show's going to air, and I think it'll be like in the next four or five days, this thing will be shown to the world officially i guess for the first time at icast how excited are you to really let people see this let them feel it let them let the media get a hold of it, it it's kind of exciting i'm excited it, it's truly rewarding people don't get to see the blood sweat and tears that we pour you know we put into these baits there are so many sleepless nights there's so many headaches a lot of work it it you can't even work. explain it. Like you just have to live the life. There's very few people that understand how demanding it is. But yeah. when that product, like, like everyone's like, what's the best moment in your in your career up here fishing? And I'm not even gonna lie, I've seen the pros catch them in tournaments. You know, Keith Boucher had shape 108 and one in that thing that felt pretty good. I was going through a bridge on our underpass, and it was actually on the 90 gilly. And the kid doesn't know doesn't know who I am. My my yeah. is black. There's not a sticker on it. Nobody knows who I am. I, I love it that way. And I go through, and the kid just, I just caught a five pounder. It's the best thing ever. I got it on this ghillie. And that right there was the best moment that I've had so far. Wow. Like, this kid caught a five pounder. He held it up right as I was going under the bridge, and it was on a bait that I I got to work on. So yeah, that that felt that felt good. That was the best you know best thing that I've experienced so far. That's awesome. Super rewarding to see people have success with a bait, something that you had a had a hand in. Uh, I yeah. can say I'm I'm proud of some of the ones I was involved in over the years, and um, this one is is special. I, I'm telling you, this one is a game changer. All right, will you be at ICAST? And if you are going to be at ICAST, what would it mean if this bait wins Best of Show? Um, Best of Show. So that would mean, so the first, first year that I got to put a project of mine in was the Gilly. And I, I wasn't at ICAST that year and I got a phone call that it won best of category. And I'm like, sweet, that's awesome. Didn't really know much about it. I've never been to ICAST. Um, and then it won best of show. And I got, you know, some of the, you know, the executives of the company calling me and thanking me for my work. And I, I still didn't have any idea what was going on. Right. And then last year I got to go for the first time and that was when the power stinger was entered and I won and they brought me up on stage and, you know, I stood there with the lights shining on me and I saw the whole fishing industry. Oh yeah. Clapping. Everybody. <laughs> They're all clapping and cheering me on and then it hit me. So, um, that, that felt really good. Like yeah. I, I don't try to consider myself a competitive person, but that was, uh, that's a moment that I'm not going to forget. And, Vanessi's entered in. Um, it, it two years of work poured into that bait to get what we have yeah. in this product, and I, I'm I'm really proud of it. it. It took our team 
and I say team and I mean team because it was a team effort to get that where it is. There are, I'm going to, I'm going to touch on that for a second. There are so yeah. many unsung heroes in our department that don't get the shut of light like Dan and I do. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to, if you got a second, Ike, I want to talk about them. I want to hear about them. Okay. First of all, is Dan Spangler, my boss. He does all the hard baits. He is truly a leader and he's incredible. Yeah. His boss is Keith Ostrom and Keith, um, gives us the tools and the time to get this stuff done. And his boss is Ryan, who's the director of R and D and Ryan, you know, for being, or not director, he's the vice president. I think, um, nicest guy you'll ever meet comes down, gives us anything that we need to get the job done. Um, I want to switch over to Dan and I have a, a CAD designer that helps us with everything. Her name's Kelly. She is like our sister to us. She helps, um, any questions we have, she works her ass off for us and she gets baits turned around in the designs and flip it over. We have uh, another lady named Brenda. She's been there for, I'm not even going to say it, amount of years, but it's over 30. And she does all of the, you know, the financial stuff and anything that supports us that way. Now I got to move down the hall and people don't realize this, but we have uh, chemists, you know. Our bait just didn't happen overnight. We have full-time chemists that, you know, are tweaking the formulas, making the yeah. samples. So between Jen and Amy are two chemists that do all the formulas and making the samples and make matching colors or making new colors. So um, they do they do a great job. And without them, we couldn't, you know, be where we are. Um, another really important one is Brent Southworth, and he does all of the flavors so we have he's got a master's degree in fish biology so he's literally in there doing all of the you know the scent and flavor packages and without that you know our gulp wouldn't be what it is today our master right. our power bait would not be what it is today without that right yeah and his whole team so there's a whole team that side that you know isn't directly related to lures than i but i wanted to touch on that and then a very very important one is lori and lori um she's actually my neighbor um, she's, uh, she does all the communications and tracking projects and keeping things online. And she is the most organized and detailed woman that I've ever met. Like everything's got a sticker on it and she's got answers and she's been here for a long time. And then the last one, I hope I'm not forgetting anyone. I'm sure I am, but, uh, Don Procknell, he just got entered in the freshwater fishing hall of fame. He has been there forever he's the founder of gulf and power bait um it's awesome he is yeah he's just amazing guide Good guy. guidance he helps us and he's got so many answers to everything so that's our team there there's more you know the labs itself but that's our team and that's truly what brings these products to the consumer that gets to go out and just catch a fish on them so you know i really want to touch on that i think that's important so Dude, that my time that's amazing. And I'm, and I'm so glad you did that because you know, it's a, it is a team effort and I, I get to see it cause I've been to spirit Lake. I've walked yeah. the halls. I get to see it. But I think a lot of times when people are thinking from afar, they just, uh, it's just this one guy, but it's a team effort. And, uh, it's cool that you did that. It's cool that you did that. Cause yeah. man, it's a lot of, it's a lot of hard work from a lot of people to create something magical like this. So shout yeah, out to all, all those guys. You know, I'm not going to touch on the brand guys and stuff like that that are, you know, worried about the marketing and launching it. But we all work together. Um, they're just as important. We're on the phone with them three times a day talking about stuff. So it, it's just this big family. As much as I want to say it, it, it's a family and we all get along great. And uh, 
we all get stuff pushed through the finish line and it's it's a big team effort it's awesome well i i can tell you that every time i go up to spirit lake it's i can feel the positive energy yeah and uh you guys got a great team there you got a great system of creating some amazing baits so uh dude thank you for creating this thank you for working with me on some cool baits and I think I, I cannot wait for people to see it. whether it wins or not. I cannot wait for people to see it, to, for people to run it in a tank, for people to fish it. And I yep. can't wait for people to get their first bite on it because it's a pretty, the pretty amazing, pretty amazing lure. Uh, yeah, I'm, it's going to, it's going to really open the door for everyone to fish a glide bait, you know, yeah. even those snobs that, you know, they're 300 glide bait. You don't have to worry about smacking it into a dock anymore, guys. Because this one has just the same action and it's plastisol, so it bounces right off and you can bounces right off. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to worry about breaking it anymore. So well, I can tell you this, man. It was uh it's it's been awesome working with you on a lot of cool yeah, projects. I cannot wait to work with you on more projects. Um uh we both have some ideas, and you know, that's the way it works. You know, I can't wait as the years pass, we just keep creating some new new ideas and new concepts and Try to help people catch more fish. That's the bottom line. So yeah, solving consumer pain points. That's that'll win every time. That's it, Kyle. I appreciate you coming on the show, dude. It was it Thanks it was a lot me. of fun. It was such a good change of pace for me. Uh, not necessarily talking about how did you win the last tournament, but yeah, how are these amazing lures created? So great insight, Kyle, and I appreciate it. And so you will be at iCast. Uh, I'm not sure yet. I sure hope so, but uh, okay. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I haven't seen our schedule yet or anything like that. Okay. We well, I hope to. I hope know. to see you there. And if we're there and and the Nessie wins, let's share a beer together. Yeah. No more wearing wigs this time, Mike. I. <laughs> I, I gotta get her. I gotta get across the show floor somehow. So I we'll know. Be I was like, I'm like, he ain't fooling me. I see him right there. <laughs> I'll have some kind of disguise for sure, okay. but uh, appreciate you coming on the show, man. It was a blast. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Uh, get some sleep. You got a busy, busy week yeah. ahead of you. Tuesday. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> it's Mike. only Tuesday. Thanks, yeah. Kyle. All right, everybody. There you have it. Uh, dude, that was a great one. Kyle Peterson. Uh, I can tell you, man, I've worked with other bait designers and nothing against the other bait designers I work with, but Kyle's a fish head and you feel a bond with someone when they're thinking like a fish like you are and they're always wanting to make something better and tweak something and i know kyle's thinking about it every day uh honestly that the calls the texts i get at like sunday at like 11 (laughs) o'clock because he's a fish head and i love that i love that uh about kyle so um cannot wait for everyone to see some of these new baits uh uh, Kyle's created and Berkeley's will be launching at iCast. Again, if you're listening to this, iCast is like a week away, maybe less. Uh, so very excited for you guys to see the concepts, to see the 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 proof is in the pudding. When when especially with this one, where do you see the content, guys? You're gonna you're gonna crap yourselves, honestly. You're gonna crap yourselves. Um, but great interview, great insight to how these amazing lures are designed. Uh, you know how we end all these shows and we are one of the only podcasts, if not the only to do a live unboxing of a mystery tackle box. 
And on tonight's show, we're going to do an unboxing of a Pro Box. Okay, that's the black one. And remember, guys, if you want to have custom stuff, lures, new colors, sent directly to your house, Mystery Tackle Box does that. Head on over to mysterytacklebox.com. Use the promo code Ike Live, Dude, you're going to get 50% off that first box. That's crazy. That's half off the first box. But let's do a live unboxing. And you know how this goes. Break the seal and dig into this box. It's always loaded with great stuff. And we're going to pick a couple things for you today. Uh, let's see. I've got some crawls. I've got some grubs. I've got a hard swim bait. I've got some hooks, weights. Uh, I want to go with these two in our box tonight, and we'll talk about them. And in this box, I'm going to highlight two pretty cool baits. One is a all-purpose jig. Uh, this is by a company called Phoenix. And this is really, I'm showing my age here, guys, but this is what I would call an Arky-style jig head. And when you're looking for a jig that can do a little bit of everything, flipping, pitching, punching, swimming, all one jig, the Arky's probably one of the best. Uh, it's a 3 8 ounce, brown and purple. This is a jig you could do a lot with. So that one is in the box. I like that a lot. By the way, you could, you could pair that with that Berkeley shape that we were talking about, that 108. It would be bad to the bone. All right, last but not least, I selected a popper. And the reason I selected a popper is right now, uh, June, July, this is topwater time, guys. Uh, we have a bluegill spawn going on. We have the mayfly hatch going on. Post-spawn fish like to eat up. And this is a popper called the blooper. Uh, it looks like it's a Guggen bait. And I really like the color. You see a lot of poppers out there that have... Um, white and orange and yellow and silver this one pure black the entire bait is black black belly black sides it's got a little char feather tail and the cup of the mouth actually has a little char in it but pure black great bait uh for this time of the year especially for fishing top water. so that's just two examples of how mystery tackle box puts new baits New colors, different concepts right in your hands once a month. Check them out. MysteryTackleBox.com. Use that promo code IKELIVE, 50% uh, off your first box. Thank you so much, guys, for watching. And I hope uh, you're enjoying this new format. This is IKELIVE 2.0. We're really getting a chance to get up close and personal with some of the best in the sport of fishing. Uh, and tonight was a good example. Shout out to Kyle for joining us. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, stay tuned, guys. We've got a couple more really good shows coming up for you. Uh, we've got um, Drew Cook coming up on one of the new shows coming up. And then we also have um, Brandon Card joining us. Very, very excited to talk about uh, life and fishing with Brandon Card. So keep your eye out for some more great shows. And I hope you enjoyed this one. You know, right now where we're standing, we're in Camden, New Jersey. Yeah. Philadelphia is right there. This is the concrete jungle. And, you know, 
a lot of those kids, as they grow up, they don't fish. It's interesting because they're surrounded by water. You know, the, the Delaware River, the Schuylkill, ponds, city park lakes, but they don't have the influence to, to, to cast, to fish, to have a rod and reel. And that really, that became our focus, you know, is to target kids in what we call non-traditional areas, yeah. you know, urban areas, city centers, where the population's high. And, and let these kids have an experience. You know, it, it, it's amazing. I mean, some of the experiences we've had, whether it's Central Park in New York City, here in Camden, other parts of the country, even just casting, yeah. it's unbelievable to see it, isn't it? Yes. It's unbelievable. Yes. And, and uh, you know, you see these kids have this experience they've never had, and they light up, you know? The big thing, I think, for the Ike Foundation is we're not, we're not saying we want all these kids to become professional anglers. No. It'd be great if some of them did, but we want them to have that fishing experience because it ties them to so, so many other positive things. The outdoors, nature, conservation, conservation. Uh, ecology, um, you know, all these amazing things in life that maybe they wouldn't have been exposed to any other way, we're trying to help with that. So it's, it's important, it's important for us. Yeah. We're proud of it. Four and a half inch drop shot worm, Bama bug. Finesse jig, PB&J, give me something hard. Hey, KVD here. Now, I didn't always know this much about fishing. Three-aught, no, four-aught EWG worm hook. In fact, there was a time when I couldn't tell the difference between a jerk bait and a stick bait. But then I signed up for Mystery Tackle Box, the original monthly tackle subscription. And now I know more about fishing than I do about calculus. And he knows a lot about Calculus. Plus, I get amazing extras, like free fishing magazines. October 2016, featured article, Four Places to Throw a Frog. Exclusive decals, <coughs> zombie bass. And how-to videos for all the great baits I receive. How to tune a crankbait. Is that underwater footage I smell? I got goosebumps. So if you're looking to develop enhanced fishing abilities like me, or you just like getting new tackle every month, Go to mysterytacklebox.com and get your box today.